You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL, and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and my loyal co-host, Graham Trainer. I was born in sports media, molded by it. You have been watching every single Batman for the last four weekends, haven't you? you, you I told you, I told you. I know you told me, but I was like, that's probably an exaggeration, but it's been the last like three or four shows. Somewhere in Austin, in your comfort, in your comfort zone, is is dc comic character batman yeah i mean hbo max has been it's been very good to me since you know move it move it when you when you move to a strange city and you you don't have you don't have friends yet yeah you always have batman movies you always have batman movies to watch to to kind of comfort you like you said it is a comfort it's a bubble um in in the best news ever football is back football is officially back ohio state is currently on upset alert 38 31 minnesota's ran it in from the two yard line oh and, shoot really and i don't know how much time is left let me see let me see what that you got five minutes five, five minutes. and a half minutes left i just i just it just gives me that i was trying to prep for the show and i just kept watching random highlights there was a hundred yard pick six and some random like maybe kent state western kentucky i might be making that up game morgan state i don't know it was football. It was exciting. What's so great about college football is the amount of mistakes and just like plays that are completely blown up and something exciting happens. Oh, yeah. And don't sleep on uh, Weber State. Only down by 16 at Utah. Huge game. Awesome to have it back. Uh, t- tonight slash Friday night, we got North Carolina, number 10, playing at the Hokies in Blacksburg. Saturday, Penn State at Wisconsin. Whoa, whoa, you're blowing uh, up the you're, – are you, are you just going ahead and doing the football preview? I wrote all this down. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, yeah, I, I meant to say mistake-wise, ESPN made the biggest mistake in the college football world oh, this week, but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get, we'll there. get there. You know what? We'll Let's – should we just go ahead and do the college football preview? I don't know. Start yeah, it off. I do want to – I want to bury something, though. I want to bury our, our – we – It all started Memorial Day. 2021 we already had at least a goring and a half and then we would say yes push the over take the over kids bet your bet your college funds on it like parents sell the car yes sell the mortgage get a get a second take out a second mortgage Mm -hmm. and we're coming into labor day weekend and it's just been a total wet fart of of a summer uh, no goring in the past, I don't know, six weeks. And it reminds me of the 2020 Cowboys. I was what I wrote down. Dak Slag went yeah. sideways. Thought thing, you know, we we're putting up 50 points, or he was throwing 50 times a game. We were putting up 40 points a game. Everything just looked great. So I don't know what's happened. Yeah. I don't know what is it with tourists this year. I mean, they've really, what, what um, after they saw that helicopter, you know, pick up that poor lady and take her to Eastern Idaho. It's like, okay, maybe we'll wise up. I think the empathy, the thing about the empathy, the wildlife, their empathy, uh, like we talked about last week, they became empathetic and sad about how we've created the pandemic for ourselves. And I mean, in all reality, you know, it might've been a pangolin that did it. So it's kind of like wildlife from across the pond. Yeah. Um, it's responsible. 
or a bat, depends on who you ask. But anyway, <laughs> it's just sad that I guess it's it's good that we're we're coexisting better with animals. So that's I'll just take that as the silver lining. This might be our lowest our lowest score yet. I think we're at one point nine six over under uh, at two point seven. Like, but we really were one incident away. I got we got to double check the if anything happened in, during the goring, like if she ever got off the ground and and did a front flip or a back flip or anything, then we could then we could really boost that score. But it's not looking good over the over the weekend. It does feel like town is slowing down a little bit, meaning traffic yeah. is not backed up from the turn on twenty two to the to the square at f- anywhere from four to six thirty in the in in the evening. So less tourists, but maybe there's one unfortunate tourist out there that that really wants to get in the middle of the bison rut yep one last one last happy hour as i would call it of a true happy hour <laughs> three, to, three to three to six i mean maybe we should just do an over under for the maybe the, the tri-state area next year do like a montana idaho oh Miami yeah one uh, we, I don't know. We'll we'll Go consider it. We'll put it we'll put it in there. Uh my notification notification just came up. Uh Ohio State is through a bomb and uh they're back up uh fourteen points or seventeen points. Something like that. I can't remember. Well, Ohio State is back, folks. Um they never they never went anywhere. We'll we'll get to them. Um should we huddle up before we do the college football preview? I feel like I feel like we're already halfway in it. No, let's, let's settle up. C- yeah, C.J. Stroud's having qu- quite a game. Uh, he's taking the reins after Justin Fields left. Yeah, he is. I mean, I, I actually let's let's no no. I want I want to talk about college football. I want to give it its own its own standing compartmentalize, glory. Compartmentalize, Massey. Lead us to the huddle. I know. I just try. I get so excited. It's football. College football is the best. I know the NFL. NFL has its own like version of foot not version of football but version of football that's like i love but college football is near and dear to my heart yeah you had a draft tonight let's go through your roster uh no one cares there's not a single person out there that cares about my fantasy football team all right let's huddle up the huddle is the good news of the week something you were stuck on oh excuse me i'm mixing it all up good news of the week the critical number of the week something you are stuck on your quote slash question of the week Trainer, your good news of the week. I will say actually real real quick on that last note, Hillary, your 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 beautiful wife, she will love you a little bit more if your roster ends up being good enough to win a little cash in December. So she was pretty stoked be, about it last year. I think I came in second place so in two dismissive. leagues. Yeah. So I was like, there you go. Like I made it. She was like, What 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 overall, if you had to put yourself in like on your ledger, how much money have you won versus how much money have you lost? And it was like, don't don't go there. How yeah, dare you? Uh, yeah, why, why do we have to do that? It's a new year. It's zeros, okay, babe? Um, oh, I had something to say back there. But, um, Wyoming. Oh, this is it. Wyoming just legalized sports gambling. Oh, really? Ye- yesterday. I was like, well, now I don't have to go to sketchy websites and f- try to figure that out. Like now, now I can just download whatever the two platforms are and and start sports gambling. Wyoming is on the cusp of something here, and I think I'm going to be a part of it. Casinos and then cannabis, massive. You can look at, everything's looking good for you. Everything is really, really making me happy to be a Wyomingite. The uh, <laughs> I forget. I think it's like DraftKings or something. Maybe we'll try to have a representative on the show and you know 
no free ads or anything. But our, our girl, Kate Zeloff, she had a DraftKings commercial on her Instagram, and I was like, what the hell is she talking about? And how the hell did DraftKings find her? And what is going on? And then I had to Google it, and I was like, "We're sports betting is now live in Wyoming. I was like, holy crap. This is it. Here we go. So she got recruited by DraftKings. Yeah, she had this uh, like little Instagram blur, not blur, but video, vlog of yeah. like, it's September 1. You know what that means? It's like sports gambling time in Wyoming. I was like, what is she talking about? What the hell is she talking about? And sent me on, <laughs> sent me down a Google wormhole, and I was like, when did all this happen? Why am I so blind to this? That's so funny. I didn't know. Well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we were part of the part of her, you know, her platform, her ascension to to working for DraftKings. Yeah, she was like, okay, these idiot. I know two idiots that talk sports, and maybe they need maybe they need my help. Uh, maybe we'll get her on and, and start talking about DraftKings. She'd be like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh. Good news for me this weekend. I mean, it is mm-hmm. kind of sad. It's Labor Day weekend. Hillary has to work Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And she did agree. We have a friend that's a Michigan State fan. She agreed to watch Ooh. college football on Friday night with a big group for the Michigan State-Northwestern game. Ooh. But she has to work Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And I was like, she was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, you know, I don't know. I'll entertain myself, and I was like, college football, college football, college football, three days in a row. Like, you can't stop me. There will be no one there to stop me. I'll get the dogs out and a walk. I'll be a responsible dog dog father, but it's college football time. It's opening It's opening weekend, and I have it all to myself. Yeah, even though, yeah, I mean, it starts out with a, with, you know, a three to two black and blue bruiser Big Ten game, Northwestern Michigan State. Is that what you said? Yeah. Michigan State is game? garbage. Hot what happened? Garbage. What happened to Michigan State? I um, they lost thirty-eight to nothing in the college football playoff, and I haven't heard from them since. Ever since Saban left, just been downhill. I will say that Northwestern has a. I was reading up on it a little bit. Northwestern's got a five-star quarterback that transferred coach. from Clemson. They've got a great coach. The Pat, Pat Fitzgerald's considered like. I mean, I think he's the next. Put your name next to the SEC school that has a coach in the hot seat and then enter Pat Fitzgerald's name next to his coach. Oh, he's that. Oh, I didn't realize that. I've all, I've been looking at, Pretty sure. I've been looking yeah. at Iowa state's coach, uh, gamble and Cincinnati's coach, Luke fickle. Those are the two coaches on my radar that I'm like, they could jump to the sec East pretty easy. There's a, there's a couple of sec East teams that could use some like, yeah. Po- for example, Tennessee, I've no idea how Tennessee is still have a pulse in the SEC, but they, they still do. And it's still somehow a favorable job because they won 10,000 SEC championships 30 years ago. Well, let's at least give Hypo like, let's give him a season because he just got the job. Is that right? I've lost, I've lost complete track of who's over at Tennessee. Let's get, yeah, let's get one of these guys. When you said gamble, that's another Batman character, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'd say that, Let's get Gamble over to Vanderbilt. Let's turn Vanderbilt around. No, screw Vanderbilt. <laughs> like, I'm so sick and tired of listening. Anchors down, man. You're like, dude, just take your beating and go home. You're not even worth my time. And they. what's also very funny is their uniforms are pretty sweet, but they look so hot. You, you like tune sexy? into 
No, like like they just look hot. Like they're all oh, like a black car, like a black car in the summer heat. Yeah, Nashville, yeah. uh this first couple of yeah. weeks watching Vanderbilt play, not only are they terrible, but they're just so sweaty and hot and you're just like, man, it looks terrible. Y'all look terrible. Yeah, they're like they're like the Saints, but like outdoors with a black helmet instead of a, a gold helmet. It's like black helmet, yes, black jersey, black pants, black socks, black black cleats. They'd be I wonder if they have a I wonder if they have like a sweet all white getup. I'm sure they do. I don't know. I never watched that, Massey. I I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. L- enough about Vanderbilt, huh? Enough about Vanderbilt. Right, Mike, besides besides Kate Zellif uh working for DraftKings and maybe she, maybe she'll throw peanuts at us and give us FanDuel. Uh the Tampa Bay Bucks, their whole staff, all their players are fully vaccinated. They joined the Falcons as the only team to have done so, which begs the question, is Florida turning it around? No. The answer to that question is no. But if there is a shining example in Florida, it is the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, at what point does does some official say, look, look at the shining example of humanity, Tampa Bay, which is contradictory in itself, but the amount of strip clubs in Tampa Bay has got to be the highest per capita anywhere in the continental U.S. But be like, hey, yeah. look at I, – I, I don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Tom Brady being like, hey, look, the shining example, Tom Brady, all-American hero, him and his all his teammates, Super Bowl champs that were turning all starters and are probably the favorite to go to the Super Bowl and maybe win it, but that hasn't happened in 17 years. So, yeah, I don't know. Florida is not on the right track, but they do at least have a feather in their cap for all those people saying, please get a vaccine. Be like, well, Tom Brady did it. So yeah, Brady, Brady's got a, a babe for a wife. He used to have a Trump hat in his locker when he was on the Patriots. Like what else do you want? Florida look to hit, look to the example of Bruce Arians, Tom Brady. Isn't it weird how we, I have Grow come, up. I have come full circle on Tom Brady. I did. I probably twice. Loved him in 2001 as the underdog, like pick a 1,954 in the NFL draft, mm-hmm. wins the Super Bowl with the Patriots after September 11th, which was like so, such a good visual of red, red, white, and blue shooting confetti, shooting up in the air after in 2001 and screaming Patriots and the underdog story. And then I started to hate him because of his success, just like everyone hates another team's success. And then he leaves Tampa Bay, wins a Super Bowl, which I wasn't like completely stoked about, but I love the storyline. But then he's all drunk on avocado tequila and throwing the Lombardi trophy over bodies of water. And I was like, okay, I'm all in. I'm all in on Tom Brady. This, yeah. It just yeah. sucks that he's in my division now. Yeah, he was kind of he was kind of dumb and he was young and dumb, like kind of corn fed looking, an underdog. And then he got super hot, like shaggy hair. He was kind of like the steal your girl Tom Brady. Yeah, that, that era where you're competing. Where you're competing with him sexually, like, or out there with you're out there in the single world, you're not married yet. He's not married to, G- to Giselle yet, so you're competing with the same um, group of women, obviously. Yeah. And then he, and then he settles down, becomes a dad with, you know, a, a funny dad on Instagram. He just, you know, it just he's a different person now, and he's in the, in the NFC, not playing for Bill Belichick, which helps, or for Boston fans. I also liked the the bad boys when he was doing bad boys for life with Gronk. I was like, that's pretty sweet, and I hate it. I won't admit it, but I, I hate it. It was pretty sweet. Um, my good news of the week, ESPN, you mentioned it earlier, looks like complete fools. <laughs> the amount of finger pointing going on, I'll explain the controversy, but 
The amount of yeah. finger pointing going on is hilarious. So IMG Academy, in case you don't know what IMG Academy is, it's this magnet school in Florida. You as you shouldn't. And yeah, you shouldn't. You, sh- you shouldn't. My boy Carter Smith, shout out Carter Smith, came from IMG, played for UVA soccer until the year they won the national title. He was not on that team. Very sad. Sad for him. Um, IMG is basically a sports charter school where they just pr- pump out four- and five-star athletes at every single sport. They don't make their own schedule because they're not a part of the Florida High School Association of Athletics, whatever it is. They're not a part of that high school team. They don't have like an area. Like if you grew up playing sports, you usually had four teams in your area or or schools close by that were your size to play. They don't have that. They have to have people book them games. And Bishop Sycamore, which is not a school, it's not a real school. Yeah, it is. What? They somehow like put in a fraudulent couple of tapes or no, a fraudulent roster and they end up, IMG ends up booking them and they lie about all this so they can get on ESPN. And the coach, who already forgot his name, who has a warrant out for his arrest, good luck, bud, um, got all these guys ranging from age like 24 to 16 to come to his quote unquote school, which there are, there is no school. There's no facilities. There's no like, I'm walking onto Bishop Sycamore's campus. It simply does not exist. And I think the last time, the last football team he coached was similar. It was called like Christian Faith Academy or something like that. Anyway, point is, he gets all these players, full, like gets onto ESPN, they start the broadcast, and then all of a sudden the announcers are like, wait a minute, we don't know who just made that play. Like he's not on this roster. And then they're like, wait a minute, I hope no one gets hurt out there because IMG is just destroying this. And you could watch the ESPN broadcast kind of like turn against Bishop Sycamore and be like, there is something really wrong here and we can't figure out what it is. (laughs) They go back to ESPN. It turns out Bishop Sycamore is a completely fraudulent school. I don't know. Besides on paper, which which were forged, they they were just a football team. And that's it. Like it was a football team in Ohio. And ESPN's like vetting surface. They they booked through a third party, so the third party like vetted for Bishop Sycamore. And ESPN said, "Okay, watch him play IMG." And then ESPN points the finger at the agency and be like, "No, that doesn't make it's their fault. We're not the ones that look stupid." It's like, "Yeah, your logo was all over the screen, man. It looks like it looks like you, ESPN. I don't care who you contracted out to do your research. You should have done something better." Yeah, so the coach's name was uh, Roy Johnson. Roy Johnson. Um, this is you're right. This was not a. See, I, it was. I thought it was a cute story. It was kind of like the replacements. Shane, shout out to Shane Falco. Keanu Reeves turned 57 today. By the way, it makes me feel old. Um, or like the little giants. You know, a cool little underdog story getting to play with the big boys. Yeah. Um, this was at my critical number, so I'll just go into that. Mine was 36. Because a 36-year-old Amazon, this, this we're not making this up, folks. A 36-year-old like myself, Amazon worker. I'm not. I don't work for Jeff Bezos. Tore his ACL playing in this game um, versus IMG Academy, and I just, I, I mean, there, a 36 little bit of me. A little year, of me go ahead. Respe- I respect. I have some respect because they fooled, they fooled uh, ESPN. Because in the digital world, you can, you can kind of defraud people a little easier yeah. i guess and um a 36 year old just you know living the dream until he turns his acl but yeah this this is a a wild story 
Um, it's very entertaining. It's a great appetizer. It's like a it's like a really weird appetizer you have before before a meal. You're like, I wouldn't have that again. But that was you know interesting. Like maybe like goat balls. Yeah, or something. something exotic. Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. You say 36-year-old Amazon worker tore his ACL in a high school football game, and 36 is probably older than the average retirement age of an NFL player. Not saying, like, getting cut. I'm saying someone chose to walk away from the NFL. It's probably age, like, 30, 31. They're like, I've had enough. Yeah, only, I think, Tom Brady and uh, Teton Sports Talks own Morgan Cox are above the age of 36. And also, imagine trying to – just in the sport that I played, uh, uh, basketball and soccer, to lace it up in four, three. Oh, how old am I? Two Whoa. years, two and a half years. Forty. F, I'm old. Yeah. Uh two in two and a half years, two and a half year away from being thirty six. I would pull every single muscle in my body if I ran full contact into someone else. I would deteriorate. I'd vaporize. Yeah, yeah, I totally. And I was actually like, when I saw this, is it weird that the first thing I said to myself was, why wasn't it double that score, like 116 to zero? Do you think IMG Academy was, they were starting to get hip to what was going on and they kind of cooled their heels a bit during the game? Yeah, they, they, I'm sure it was because you see in high school football that you, once you're outmatched, I think, didn't Dilfer, Get in trouble. And didn't Dilfer win like 60? He's a high school coach. Like the best he's the high school coach, like the best team in the country, Trent Dilfer. And he I, I didn't even realize he was a high school coach, but he was beating the brakes off this team. And they kind of they in high school you still like, okay, they're we clearly are dominant. Let's just put in the role players and we'll cruise through the fourth quarter. I wonder if IMG was like, these guys suck. They can't read defense. I guess we'll just stop at 58 and put in our put in the water boy and some of the cheerlead male cheerleaders and we'll just go from here. Yeah, the 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 guy on the other team's got a gray a fully gray beard. Yeah, exactly. ACL. Yeah, you just see you just see the guy put like putting Ben Gay on all his joints on the sideline and they're like, <laughs> Ben Gay, no one uses that anymore. And he's got like the the tall tube socks. And he's put, yeah, just it, it, the the Rex. Everyone's wearing Rex specs, just kicking it old school. Cowboy hey, collars hey. probably everywhere. Yeah. No, uh, side note, though, that's cool that Trent Dilfer, we got Phillip Rivers, all these NFL ex-quarterbacks coaching up high school kids. That's just fun. He's, I know, yeah, Dilfer, I knew he was coaching in Southern California. But, yeah, you got that. You got P-Riv down in Mobile. That's fun. Fair hub. He's across the bay. Not in Mobile proper. Very distinct. Oh, my bad. Uh, my critical number of the week, four. Brett Favre. Four. Uh, Dak Prescott. Four teams that the Big 12 is eyeballing to ah. – how do you how do you say this? Uh, absorb? Recruit? Do yeah, you absorb? absorb. Team? Uh, the Big 12 is reeling from the loss of Texas and Oklahoma. They are the only ones aggressively trying to seek expansion. The Pac-12 was like, nah, we're good. Meanwhile, all the Pac-12 talent – is going to SEC and Big Ten schools. In fact, let me just go ahead and say say this. I might have said it last week. Um, Bryce Young, California. Spencer Rattler, Arizona. Uh, DJU, California. CJ Stroud, California. JT Daniels, California. Those are the top four teams. Bama, Oklahoma, Clemson, 
Ohio State, respectively, and excuse me, and Georgia, all from the Pac-12. Uh, like, what am I trying to say? Recruiting grounds, Arizona and California, and none of them want to stay. And the Pac-12 is like, yeah, we're good. Like, what are y'all doing? The okay, so the Big Twelve is going out there absorbing absorbing teams, and we're Players. looking at. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say I have one more for you there, Matt. Matt Corral, the Heisman hopeful for Ole Miss, Ventura, California. Oh, really? Another one for you. <laughs> yeah. And the list goes on. Beyond that, let's let's stop pooping on the Pac-12. BYU, <laughs> Houston, Cincinnati, UCF. BYU. I'm not sure what they're gonna do without their first. I mean, the first overall pick in the draft. That's like that's hard. Your program is pretty good if you have a top tier quarterback but based on eyeballs though BYU is some of the highest highest televised game in in that area UCF with Gus Malzahn by the way I forgot that he went to UCF um great program out of Florida Cincinnati's ranked what sixth seventh sixth um eighth 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 and then Houston which is not far removed from the Tom Herman era, but they got West Virginia's coach, who I can't remember, but he's got a great visor look and bald and, like, mullet. What is that guy's name? Oh, yeah. I'll look him up while you're talking. Um, they are aggressively going after these teams, and I think – I mean, say goodbye to the a- AAC, but I think that maybe that the path for these AAC teams or these non-Power 5 conferences, the path to – be more competitive in the college football playoff is might start joining all these super conferences that are going to start looking for more talent. Obviously the sec has all the brand names, but if UCF, I'm assuming Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, BYU, I'm assuming that they're chomping at the bit to be in a power five conference. Yeah. Dana Holgerson was the West Virginia coach. Yeah, Dana. Oh my God, he's. So, yeah, I love everything about. I love everything about Dana Holgerson. He just makes me happy. Um, and he, uh, Houston is coming from the fourth biggest city in America, right? L.A., Chicago, New York, Houston. I think those are the four biggest cities. So there's. I'm a little optimistic. How about that? I'm optimistic what they could do in the Big Twelve because I could see Central Florida competing with half those Big Twelve teams. I mean, the Big Twelve has Kansas. Uh, Kansas State is Baylor going to be any good this year? Oklahoma State. I feel like Central Florida could line up against Oklahoma State. Yeah, hundred percent. I think yeah. I mean Iowa State's in the top seven this year, so there's definitely like room to improve. The Big Twelve's not just. I like they're not just jumping shit. They're not letting the the boat just go down. I like that. Putting a, a putting up a fight. I yeah. love I love that point a lot. They're saying if adapt and survive. I love that attitude of like, okay, Texas and. And then our our flagpole Oklahoma squad who represents us in the college football playoff every year, if y'all are going to leave, we're just going to get more and we're just going to shotgun blast as much talent as we can and just try to try to stay relevant. Yeah, fury, fury of buckshots, as Ice Cube once said. What is your stu- – What you've already done your critical number, right? Yeah, 36-year-old uh- – Amazon worker tears ACL playing football. All right, what what is your stuck on? <laughs> oh, uh, I'm, I bet we're we might be cycling here, but Massey, the next time you go to a PGA tour event, you better not say Brooksy out there, or you're banned for life, son. 
Wait, hold on. I saw this, but I didn't fully absorb it. So, Bright, let me explain explain what this is. So, Bryson DeChambeau, and as we talked about last week, Steve Stricker, the captain of the Ryder Cup team, said that we're going to bury, or the Brooks versus Bryson beef has been buried for now. Um, no, it hasn't. The commissioner of the PGA came out, uh, his name's Jay Monahan, and he said that it's a code of conduct. You can't say Brooksy because Brooksy has become a heckle against Bryson DeChambeau. It's like Brooksy. Oh, and every time he tees off, someone goes, "Good shot, Brooksy." Yeah, good job, Brooksy. And supposedly, there was a situation where uh, I don't know, forgot the the guy's name from ESPN. ESPN shows up again doing something awesome. Uh, said that there was a heated moment between DeChambeau and a member of the gallery slash a fan, and it could have turned into the malice in the palace of the PGA. So we got to ban Brooksy. You can't heckle anymore, even though this is not a, a bad word. It's just it's just kind of a funny, we're playing up the, we're getting into the like the unwritten rules of golf where you just like can't, you know, you can't hurt feelings out there, even though Brooksy's not offensive in any way. It's not even his name. It's the name of the player that he's in a beef with. Is it is it so hard to take a joke, Bryson? Are you like are you that bullheaded where you can't laugh it off or embrace it or someone taught you somewhere along the way that you should either ignore it or win and make people forget or you just don't go straight to the teacher and say, "Hey, he's picking on me." It looks even worse because he's so big. He looks like the uh, the sensitive bully, you know? Like, quit, yeah. uh, quit picking on me. Brooks Brooks was mean to me first. It's like, dude, are you kidding? Uh, is, is, so it's against the rules? What if someone says Brooksy to Phil Mickelson? It's like, hey, Brooksy. Phil would be like, shut the hell up. You know, like, Phil would be able to at least have fun with it, have a couple, like, jokes or one-liners or be able to laugh it off. Bryson DeChambeau does not have that ability. He missed that step in his life where he said – okay, let's have fun with this. But he's also an antagonist, you know, so he's not completely innocent. He's not a complete victim in this situation. In fact, it was, it's almost like ramped up in a way because he can't take a joke. No, I like the way you said the bully. He's kind of like, yeah, he's like Biff. It's like a bully Biff from Back to the Future, like a bully in a movie where at the very end you, it ends up they cower to the smaller kid and you're like, oh, he wasn't a bully all along because he's, he's a big dude but he's a big baby and it's only, it only makes it worse if the, it's kind of like his mommy slash the commissioner of the PGA said no more saying Brooksy. That makes it look even worse. I don't know if behind the scenes, Brooke, uh, Bryson's camp whispered to the PGA, like, Hey, can you get rid of this, this, uh, golf slur that's out there? Brooksy. But and, who, okay, go ahead. But who in Bryson, and, who in Bryson's camp likes him? He just went. I mean, even the guy that makes his golf clubs were like, "Yeah, this guy's complete douche." Like, what? what uh, like he's such as a mean person. Like, uh, he's thrown his golf clubs under the bus. His caddy has quit. Some other members of his team were like, "We're done with you." Like, he's obviously not a very nice person. And he's obviously hard to work with. And so him just stamping his feet. I feel like it's the scene from Happy Gilmore where Shooter McGavin is in the in the office being mm. like, ban him from the tour. Like it's the same sort <laughs> yeah. of scenario in my mind. Like 
Shooter is a complete jerk in that movie, and Bryson's playing that same exact role and just can't – he just he just missed something, dude. He should have been beat up a little bit more or like had an older brother that used to practice WWF moves on him or something. I don't know what he missed, but he missed a step in his life where he's like, okay, maybe I should shrug this off. I don't know, Shooter. I'm starting to come around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like everybody's starting to come around. Well, I'm not, Doug. That's what it is, Doug. That's who his name was. I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> Doug, Doug's the commissioner. Yeah. No, it's 100% like that. And I could tell this. Um, so you said Phil Mickelson, the the match, the Brady Mickelson versus Bryson and Aaron Rodgers, where Bryson just like could not have fun on the green when they're all mic'd up and they're just farting around and he's got to take it so seriously. This is a fun match in Montana. Nobody's really – it's not a PGA Tour event. And, and even though Aaron Rodgers was kind of, you know, being being serious, like taking it seriously, he wanted to win, he still could yuck it up a little bit. Like Bryson's just like on this weird other world in his head. I don't know. That was – you, you did see the highlights of like Bryson saying a couple of jokes and there was like one or two. And then you didn't see anything else from Bryson the rest of the day. <laughs> um, my stuck on – is well the QB battles in the NFL kind of rage on, but everything's been clear. Mac Jones, every uh, we forgot to lead with this. Mac Jones is starting QB for the Pats. Cam got released, so there's another rookie starting. We're kind of looking at San Francisco, San Francisco with Trey Lance versus Garoppolo, and wondering who's going to get the start there. But it kind of seems like Garoppolo is going to take the reins, and if he fumbles a little bit, Trey will come in. But the Bears. The Bears yeah. are like, Andy Dalton is our guy. It's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you just going ahead and saying that? I guess it's the move where you can't you can't bench Andy Dalton and then bring him back in and then take him back out. He's got to start and lose his job, which I'm assuming will be week two or three, and then Justin yeah. Fields will take over. But it's so odd to me. Do they feel bad because – they gave him so much money for one year. They were like, we have to start this guy when it looks like fools. We can't pay that much to a backup. I don't understand what the Chicago Bears are doing. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a sense of allegiance to that promise that was made. I guess, um, what's his name? Price and Matt Matt Nagy. They said he's our guy when they signed him for that contract. And not knowing going into the draft that some teams, <clears throat> the Denver Broncos, would pass on Justin Fields idiotically. And now Justin Fields drops far enough to where they barely have to trade up to get him. And now they're in a situation where, yes, they have to let the red rifle go in there and I forgot that. I'm sorry. I'm for, so I, can, I forgot they were fully prepared to go a full year with Andy Dalton. That yeah, completely yeah, they, they were, missed me. They put the chips, they pushed the chips in and then the dealer drew them a, drew them a, like, you know, an ace on top of a 10 card and they were like, Oh crap. Like we have Justin Fields now and we already promised this job, Andy Dalton. What do we do here? So yeah, it's just basically let him go fumble away the starting job. So Justin can take it for the rest of the season. I mean, at least, you know, Garoppolo took them to a super bowl two years ago, meaning the Niners. So he has a little more um, leeway, I guess. Well, he, deser- he deserves a little more. He's been injured. And the, the yeah, time that, I mean. yeah, I mean, he was one. If anybody remembers, he was one. If he he if he connected on that fifty yard touchdown pass that he just missed, that would it that would that Super Bowl story would have been completely different. I'm not saying they would have won, but I am saying that they it would have been a different 
feel for the Super Bowl. He would have had more of a fighting chance. So, like, yeah, Jimmy G, you get that shot. Andy Dalton, how old is Andy Dalton? He's older than, he's, he's older than us, right? So old. He's probably, I bet he's your age. I think he's a little younger than me. Oh, okay. He still should retire. If, if He should retire and work at Amazon. <laughs> yeah, 100%. What is your quote slash question of the week? My quote of the week is, we need to be a playoff team. This is coming from Mike Mayock, the general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know if this is a self-reflection quote, if this is a direct shot, cannonball to ship style towards John Gruden. And I started to look back and dig up. I remember, I think, on this show back in 2018 when I forgot he he basically cleaned house, Gruden did, when he came in because – they were a 12-4 and four team who had made the playoffs. Gruden comes in and just deconstructs the roster. He immediately gets rid of Khalil Mack, trades him to the Bears. I heard an embarrassing story that the Raiders had actually reached back out to the Bears recently and asked no. <laughs> asked if the Bears would yeah would trade back Khalil Mack. You want to do the tradesies again? You want to do the little tradesies <laughs> again? Yeah, they got rid of you know got rid of Mari Cooper. Thankfully to the Cowboys. Um, and, you know, along the way, Gruden traded for Antonio Brown. That blew up in his face. Antonio Brown has since become BFFs with Tom Brady and won a Super Bowl. So, yeah, it's kind of a Mayock and Gruden. I don't know how, like, tied their fates are together or if this is, like, I'm pointing fingers, John, like, we need to be a playoff team or he's just kind of saying I also need to be held accountable too. So it's going to be interesting because I don't really see as we went through our – and we're experts. We went through our, our – uh, NFL preview in the AFC West. I don't think either of us had the Raiders making the playoffs or no. maybe even being over 500. So Their defense can't stop anybody. They're not going to be able no, to stop sure. anyone. Um, my quote or question of the week, um, this is great. Baseball has resurfaced before it disappears for the next six weeks until October or late October. But what in the hell is going on with the Mets? There's players – putting thumbs down to the fans and their their GM what's his name Zach Scott got uh woken got up Judy. at a yeah he got woken up at a traffic light at 4:15 in the morning and they're like sir what are you doing he's like what i just got sleepy like yeah you're wasted and it's just it's just what so i'm asking you what is going on with the Mets so the aren't they the didn't they collapse of- too <laughs> Yes, they had a lead in the NL East for a while. The Braves, who lost their best franchise player, um, they yeah they've gone ever since then. The Braves have been surging. The Mets completely bottomed out. Uh, they had Francisco Lindor and Javier Baez were the two two players that created the thumbs down against the fans booing them. They would get on base, you know, get a single or a double, and start doing the thumbs down to the dugout like ha ha the fans look at us now just kind of like a camaraderie thing amongst the players to be like, you know, stick with it. Don't worry about what New York fans do yeah. by booing us. And yeah, it's just been a, the, the GM Dewey is definitely just the icing on the cake in the whole Mets collapse this year. Cause they were built for, yeah, they're built for the playoffs this year for sure. Didn't the last GM send some unsolicited uh, nude photos of himself to, uh, to some unsuspecting coworkers? Is that, that the same correct. team? Well, well done. Yeah, well done. that is that is the same team. Mets. All right, might want to uh, go through some sort of 
vetting process on her next hires. I'm sure Zach Scott's got a reasonable excuse on why he was driving his car that that early in the morning. Don't we all? <laughs> all right, we have we have to go to college football. Should we uh, should we pick our do our draft like we usually do? Except for last year, we didn't do it last year because of COVID. We didn't know what was going on. But I think it's time for us to go through our college football draft. Well, that's that's CBS. That gets me fired up. That gets me fired up mm-hmm. every time I hear it. Um, so here's the format, right? So each week, um, we'll draft four teams right now. And each week, we have a waiver wire if we want to pick one up or pick one or just le- let it be but maintain our position as the number one on the waiver wire. And I guess the number one on the waiver wire this next week will be whoever picks second. Is that how we're going to do it? Yeah, I think that's fair. All right, and we're just we're just flipping a 10 to uh, to figure out who's who's going first, right? So I'll, I'll let you make the call. That's top his heads. Barcode is tails. Call call in the air. This is great radio. This is great radio, by the way. Just tails always prevails. Tails always prevails. It is heads. Oh, he's gonna get his team. Yeah, well, that works out well. This is the best. <laughs> I love when this happens. It is an easy no-brainer. I'm picking Nick Saban, Alabama. Offensive coordinator, new off NFL, former NFL head coach Bill O'Brien. Offensive coordinator with New QB Bryce Young. That's it. Easy, easy first pick. Going to repeat. All right. You're not worried about the schedule. Always worried about the schedule. That's Nick Saban. All his assistants <laughs> playing the SEC West now. Yeah, look at two losses. Still make it. That's a safe pick. I like. I like the safe pick. Good for you. Good for you. Don't have to think about that at all. All right. I'll go with. Uh newest sec slash in limbo still with the big 12 spencer radler and oklahoma sooners really? uh, they have they got the river shootout and they got uh they got home to iowa state in late november don't have too much of a of a hard path to stay undefeated this season except for that iowa state game but who knows if iowa state you know continues to be a top 10 team at that point that's almost that's almost your birthday that's almost thanksgiving we're talking about here so gonna go though you I'm gonna go. I mean, that's this is this is great. I'm picking my nemesis here in, in Dabo Sweeney. They do have Ooh. an opening game against Georgia. I don't think that will matter towards the end of the season. Clemson playing in the ACC has there's an absolute layup of a schedule. I'm gonna go Bama and Clemson. Clemson has my second pick. All right, Clemson. It is fair enough. I don't even know who's on their schedule. They don't. I mean, I know they're missing UNC, Miami. They're missing everybody. Yeah, so, I mean, I'd have to. I'd have to look that up. Actually, besides Georgia, Georgia's obviously that's the big one. That's this weekend. Is that in Atlanta? Is that at the Mercedes Benz Dome? Miami, Miami, and Alabama are in, are in Atlanta. So, so Clemson and Georgia are playing. They're not playing on a neutral field. I think I believe I believe they are. Let me you you pick your next one, and I'll I'll be able to. I'll be able to tell you at the end of that. All right, let me look at Google on-air research here. You know, Ohio State, they won. So they're still they're still undefeated. They're undefeated. They're only undefeated team from all these teams. So they got Oregon at home on 9-11. They're in Charlotte. They're in Charlotte, Bank of America Stadium. Ah, Charlotte. But the Panthers play. Where Sam Darnold plays. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely UGA would be fun, but Florida, Florida I mean, State and Louisville. Got, that's about it. God, do I do I bet on Georgia this weekend? Oh, or do you just go ahead and pick because next week you're going to want if you if you if Clemson loses, you're going to go straight for Georgia. Mm-hmm. A and M, I like just because they they get to host Alabama on October 9th. That's the game I penciled in for them. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go Georgia. Georgia versus Clemson. Make it fun for this weekend. We'll already have a, a, a top five matchup this weekend, and two of our teams are playing. Makes it more fun. I'll take the SC East. Georgia's got a little bit of a gauntlet. They have JT Daniels. A fun fact about JT Daniels is that he where, – where did I write this down? He played four games last year, and I'm pretty he, – he threw for over 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, and only two interceptions in four games. Wow. So I think I think Georgia with their running backs, Samir White, and they got a couple other guys in the backfield. I think they're pretty stacked. They they just got to put together that defense for whatever reason they can't they can't put together that defense or or win win the big one. If they beat Clemson, I think I'll probably keep Clemson because they're they have such a layup of a schedule. But Georgia, I mean they this is the best they've looked. How about that? Um, yeah, that makes it easy no, for was- me. I'm going to go Bama, Clemson, and go ahead and circle me in for an Ohio State. I'm feeling real good right. about that. Although, I mean, they have a new new quarterback in C.J. Stroud. Ryan Day is one of the best play callers in the country. I like Ohio State. Their defense is going to be suspect there this year. They were not great last year, and they lost some guys. So we're going to have to rely on Ohio State's offense. So – Easy pick. I don't think the Big Ten is that strong. Can you think of anybody else in the Big Ten that even poses a threat? Wisconsin, like traditionally, will lose a couple games and then be in the Big Ten championship at the end of the year, but I can't think of anybody else. No, I don't think so. I don't think Penn State, Michigan, I don't think any of those teams are really putting up uh putting up a ranking this year that's gonna that's gonna like, you know, be an actual of note game on Ohio State's schedule. I love it. I'm gonna have to. So look. I'll take A and M. I'll take A and M. So you have the ten nine, penciling in ten nine is the big game. A and M has a gauntlet of a schedule as well. But not only they have the SEC West, they just they have a first year quarterback in Haynes King, Jimbo Fisher, still looking to get that first win over Nick Saban. They are the most interesting team in the SEC West besides Alabama. And I forget, but Texas A and M is had a tremendous amount of tile, uh, talent at the quarterback position. Yeah, they have, they have uh, Kellen Mond just left. I don't know who's taking his – who's filling his shoes. I feel like he was in college forever. Um, but, yeah, they, they do they do get a lot of – they do get a lot of good talent coming out of that position. They had Kyler Murray, and they also had another pro. He's a backup now. Transfer out of Texas A&M. Just – just a football fan. And they, they really care. Texas A&M cares more, has always cared more about football than anything else. And it's hilarious when they were bad. That was very, very fun to watch. But the the 12th man, they think that the 12th man, that kind of bothers me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm looking at my list here. I don't know if I like – I, I kind of like Iowa State as my wild card. Also like Cincinnati because they have a pretty decent road. Because they, they play Notre Dame this year. So they have a couple of – they have a couple of primetime games that would be able to push them in, but they're – oh, my gosh. It, uh, who who gets in the college football Final Four, a undefeated Cincinnati or a 
let's say two loss Georgia. Ooh, losses against Clemson and Alabama. Alabama and, yeah. Say? Both close games. I would games. hope they fi- That's tough. I mean, if they're both close games, SC Championship would be going into the playoff committee uh, choosing the four teams. That's real close. You said Cincinnati plays Notre Dame. I didn't even know that was on the schedule. Yeah, they play. They played Notre Dame, and, and allow me to look them up again. But um, they if Notre, yeah. If if Notre Dame stays undefeated and Cincinnati beats Notre Dame, I think that they would pick Cincinnati over Georgia in that in that situation. I think okay. They'd have to undefeated. Um, yeah. Hmm. All right, I'm going Matt Campbell and the Iowa State Cyclones. I think they got a they got they at least have a shot. They have a third third year quarterback and Brock Dirty. They have Matt Campbell, who is a rising star in college football. Um I can't help it. I'm picking Iowa State. All right. This is tough. It's at Notre Dame. I was just gonna immediately take Cincinnati. If Notre Dame can beat the number eight or top eight, top ten Cincinnati team and cruise on after that. See Notre Dame. Oh, they got at Virginia. Got to look out for that one. Yikes. Uh, oh, and they host Carolina. All right, I'll go Notre Dame. I hate to do it, but I'll go Notre Dame. They host Carolina. They host Cincinnati. They go undefeated, which they definitely could with the rest of that schedule, especially November. It's just a joke. Um, sorry, UVA. Sorry, Stanford. How sorry, dare. How sorry Navy. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I'll go I'll go Fighting Irish. It, it pains me to say it. All right, so quick review. You got Oklahoma – you Georgia. got Georgia, Texas A&M, really covering your SEC there. Yep. And you got Notre Dame. Oh, it's gonna be so Notre funny Dame. to watch you root for Brian Kelly. That's gonna be. The, I've done it. I've done it in the past. It's just a, a hard place to be. They have a new quarterback as well. Ian Book is now <laughs> on the Saints. Oh, look at him. Yeah. Um. So, and I have. I mean, I'm looking like a powerhouse. I'm not gonna lie. Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then Iowa State. Those uh, those my top three are pretty traditional in the in the three slots in the college football playoff. It's pretty good. We'll we'll see on nine four. We'll see on this Saturday. See what happens if, if Georgia if Georgia moves up. I'm I'm in a better position than I am right now. Right now I'm a little nervous. I didn't take Ohio State, but I wanted to be a little. I wanted the show. I want the show to be entertaining. Right. Just wait till you're scrambling and week in like week eight, and you're like, God, I hate this. And I'm just snoozing through this section like, oh, really? Ohio State's still winning the Big Ten. That's weird. Clemson <laughs> is still going to win the ACC. Even weirder. I'll be, I'll be asking if Oregon or USC is available. Yeah, that'd be great. I can't wait for it. <laughs> or Oregon actually, I mean, coming out of the Pac-12, is it Oregon or bust? I saw USC was ranked, but USC is always ranked this early in the season. Yeah, I think it's USC in the south, Oregon in the north, and the rest of the Pac-12 is like, Washington's in the north, too. At least these are ranked teams: Utah, Arizona State. There's there's actually a lot more Pac-12 in the backside of the top 25 than you would think, but definitely nobody else in the top 11 besides Oregon in the uh, standings right now in the top 25, top 15 at least. So let's move on to this weekend. Let's move on to the slate of games that I find most interesting in our time remaining. Um, we briefly talked about UNC Virginia Tech. I think UNC, I think Virginia Tech is complete garbage. But, yes, I think UNC going into Blacksburg, first time playing in front of people. Uh, who's their quarterback? Is their top NFL 
draft. Sam Howell, everyone's looking at him to have a big, big year. I think UNC might run into a little bit of trouble in Virginia Tech, but ultimately pull it out. Not in a late game, not in a late game dramatics or anything, but it's going to be closer than people think. Yeah, I definitely like that. It's, yeah, it's the only Friday game. It could be it could definitely get, get a little interesting. I like Mac Brown to win that game on the road, though. I mean, yeah, Virginia Tech's definitely gone downhill in season since Beamer left. We also have a couple of Big Ten matchups. We we briefly talked about Wisconsin. I don't know anything about Penn State. I just in my brain say Wisconsin will lose a couple of games uh and then limp their way into the Big Ten championship. This is an interesting matchup. I think I like Wisconsin to beat Penn State because I don't know anything about them and I haven't heard any hype. And 19 is a weird place to be a preseason poll. You could be ranked 19th and truly be 19, or you could be number 60 and no one knows. Yeah, that's the the funny part about making these top 25 polls before you even see week one or two. 100%. Indiana and Iowa, that's two top 25, two top 20 teams. Technically, it could be two top 60 teams, as you just said. Can Indiana uh, is ago. Indiana going to be the Indiana we saw last year? Last year, I feel like they surprised some people. I think everyone's got them seen the tape, and I think people have got them figured out. Yeah, I would, I would, I would probably say so. Um, yeah, the only, the only, actually, the only college football game that I saw. Speaking of the SEC last weekend, a little bit of the UCLA was hosting Hawaii. There was nobody in the stands. Nobody. Uh, They're hosting LSU this weekend. Chip Kelly is still the coach there, even though he's gone 11 and 21 um they're giving him a long long leash for a college football coach and i know that you know the the chip kelly of oregon and philadelphia eagles lore has definitely gone i think he's still getting down by the eagles the, the spiral probably um you know what's big you know what was a big headline coming out of the ucla uh hawaii game hmm. chip kelly wore a visor for the first time since he's been in oregon He's like, man, he oh. probably feels it. He's got moxie again. He's wearing his visor. And I was like, yes, correct. Definitely. Chip Kelly's now dangerous. Like, I just bought hook, line, and sinker. I was like, that headline makes complete sense. Has he just been going out there like comb over, like comb over, like Trump's comb over, just blowing in the wind? I don't, he's not had his visor on? What's he been doing? He's probably been wearing a regular hat, but the visor is a cocky move, in my opinion. Yeah, he's back. Um, This game is more interesting because LSU's been displaced due to Hurricane Ida. This is such a – it's even more of a trap game. The LSU is probably heavily favored before they had to uh, evacuate due to Ida. I think their game prep has been disrupted. I would watch out if I was LSU and an LSU fan. I think UCLA might have something going on. This might be the, the one game on the schedule that's completely circled that they talked about all summer long, and that is LSU. Yeah, I mean, they look pretty balanced. I know they're playing the Rainbow Warriors, but um, they look pretty balanced in the game. I got to see, like, the first half of it. And besides that, yeah, I mean, it's – let's see. Oh, yeah, Texas is hosting a ranked Louisiana Lafayette team, the Raging Cajuns. That's All right. exciting to get, All right. get college football fans back in the stands in Austin. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty sweet, pretty sweet slate. You got a Sunday game, Notre Dame playing at Florida State. Florida State, are they going to make any sort of comeback into the relevancy? I think Florida State will breach that gla- that ceiling of relevancy. I think there's something there. I, I, of course, this is me cruising through headlines on the internet. But something where some more players have gotten to FSU, there's something a little bit in the water in Tallahassee 
and they're going to have a stronger squad than in years past. I mean, that's not saying much since they barely won any games the last two or three years. But Florida State, we'll put them in the might-be-frisky category. I like that. The might-be-frisky. That's a really definitive statement there. Really hot take by Massey. <laughs> First time in 40 years, I don't know, 36 years, I don't know who their head coach is. Oh, man, I don't know. I forget. I, I have no idea Florida State's head coaches. I've never said that before. I got so bogged down in the Mets drama, I forgot to look up all these look up all these stats. <laughs> With the time remaining, we've already talked about it, but Georgia-Clemson this weekend, this is the big one. I love when college football has a marquee matchup like this, a defining moment to tip their cats to. It's going to be sloppy at first. You can't – no matter how much you prepare, Dabo Sweeney and Kirby Smart are great at prepping their squads – but there's going to be jitters. There's going to be some mistakes early on. I hope it's just electric. I hope it's like 50 to 54. I hope it goes over 100 points. Yeah. I mean, it is hats off to Clemson for scheduling in what there should be conferences, the SEC, yeah. early on this season. Not saying, oh, yeah, we're just going to start off with Florida International and then just cruise through the ACC schedule. like they're Because they don't even play, as we said, Miami or UNC, the – legitimate ACC teams. They play Louisville we, and Florida now. State, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I do respect that move. Uh, it's going to be going to be exciting. I bet they'll have the highest capacity at Panther Stadium this year. Yeah. So yeah. It'll, be, it'll be good. Yeah. Looking forward and to it And hopefully Notre all. Dame loses on Sunday. Hopefully Notre Dame loses on Sunday. I can go ahead and drop them, pick up Cincinnati next week. Everything will be great. Life will be so much life will be so much better for you <laughs> if Notre Dame goes ahead and loses. Sports fans, it is week one in college football. We made it. Summertime is over. Football is here. That is it. Woo! And that is all. <laughs> 